When it comes to buying a computer, Tex, are you the kind of person who just like puts a bunch of stickers on it right away? Or are you just kind of like the dude who's like, you know what? Let me just – I like the look of this nice sleekness, you know? That That's – I guess it comes like, uh, you know, it's when you buy any big thing, right? It's like you have a car. You have like, I don't know, a dresser or a bookcase. It's like, how do you decorate it? And for me, yeah, it, like I hesitate to put stickers because stickers are a forever thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a it's like a tattoo. It's like once you get it on there, that's it forever. You know, so if you put a tat like if you put a sticker in the moment, like you're just feeling it and you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll put it there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you fucking regret it later. You, you can't peel that off. You know? Oh, dude, you know? I know. I know. This is why, like, uh, like I have a sticker collection that mm-hmm. I've been saving throughout the years for, like, just cool stickers and shit that I'm going right. to put on my new computer. And, you know, I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I bought the Mac, and the, and the first night, I'm like, all right, I got the sticker. I got. The, I have a little fucking lockbox full of uh-huh. all these random stickers that I've been collecting. I fucking – I was like, it's time. Fucking – peeled off the backing put that bad boy nice and sleek and i was worried about air bubbles i was fucking freaking out about air bubbles because once you got air bubbles in the shit you can't like it's hard to unpeel it because it's a quality sticker you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's like putting a fucking uh a screen protector on a phone you know the air bubble shit i can never do it i have to let I I have to let my fucking wife do it all the time because the shit gets so complicated and I have these big old fucking hands. Um, yeah. and I'm like, no, yeah. it's 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 a delicate process. I'm gonna let the wife do that. But it's the same shit with stickers. You know what I mean? Right. You want to make sure there's no air bubbles underneath. I freaked out because I put this uh, same Vita sticker um, from the bar that I frequented many times and seen tons of shows. Um, like it had an air bubble in the corner and I couldn't squeeze it out. I freaked ah. out and I had to kind of just like peel it a little off and put it there so but yeah but stickers are great um so yeah that was fun though you know what else is fun though episode 56 of the official (laughs) course feed podcast the morgue i almost forgot the number of uh yeah wait a minute what's that and always with me on this fucking crazy journey is mr nick valdez what's up tex Howdy, everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I'm good, man. Let's hit him with the news, Tex. We got a fucking yeah. full slate on deck, man. Yeah, I mean, in terms of media, like in terms of movies and TV, like stuff's popping off now. It's popping off finally. So, for example, uh, one of the big things coming to Disney, it's a Cruella DeVille movie just called Cruella from uh, Emma Stone. And the trailer just came out for it before this recording. Uh, it's coming in May and it. It's it's kind of like they did their own Joker, you know, like it's like a it's a villain. It's like Maleficent style where it's like villain yeah. origin story for a character that, you know. Yeah, where pretty- the villain is facing an even more nastier person. 
you yeah, know, and then yeah. like they, they have to like <laughs> take over that nastier person's position because they're just too nasty at what they do and they need somebody to do it right, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it it's the Maleficent shit in that like it's giving us an origin for a, a pretty self-explanatory villain. Like Cruella de Vil is kind of already set. Is she was an old lady who just wanted dogs? You know, she wanted the dog fur. That's pretty much just set already. Like she's already evil. Like you don't need to know more about her. But apparently, yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, whatever, man. And like I'm not paying for it, but if you put it on there for free, I'll catch it. You know? Yeah, like Disney's been doing that that premium thing. So um, I, it's surprising they didn't say that for this one. But it's probably because it's coming out in May, which is supposed to be like after Black Widow. So if oh wait wait yeah. wait wait wait, and so Black Widow's actually coming out. That's what the 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 it's still planned for theaters. But the funny thing is, like Cruella, uh, what they what they announced for that Raya the Last Dragon one or whatever, yeah. they're doing that premium thing, that thirty dollars, same thing with yeah. Mulan. But they didn't announce it with Cruella, so. If they would have announced it with Cruella, people would have been like, yo, what about Black Widow? What's happening with that shit? So, you know, it's very, it's very interesting. They're playing coy about that because I bet, hmm. I bet Disney's waiting to the last fucking second to be like, yo, we got to. Yeah, but you see, like, this is what we've spoken about in the past. If they had released Black Widow like they did Mulan, but before they released Mulan, like their first trial of that premium pricing thing would have been black widow i probably would have paid for it i'd be like oh here you go you know yeah a lot, a yeah. lot of people would, a lot of people would have paid for it because a lot of people would have seen black widow in theaters i was gonna go see black widow in theaters so i had yeah. no problem paying that but i'm like you know but you gave me like mulan so i don't know what you're waiting for or what you're planning but just be upfront with your shit you know because as we as I said before the paying that price it might seem a lot to one person, but if you're seeing it at home with your family and you're probably going to uh, like have it available to you for a certain time too, mm-hmm. on top of that, like whatever, dude. But I'm not spending that kind of bucks on fucking Milan though. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, at least on the other hand, uh, so HBO Max, like we talk about this, it, I mean, it sounded like a broken record, but they keep winning. Like they, they keep like Warner Brothers keeps doing the right thing. So HBO Max has some heavy hitters coming our way. Um, we talked about Godzilla vs. Kong last time, but this time we got um, a trailer for the Snyder cuts of Je- Zack Snyder's Justice League, Arturo, which is, we, we've talked about this at length, so we won't go too far into it here. But Yeah, like, I dug it, so like, uh-huh. yeah, we're not going to get too much into it because we're going to have a whole fucking show probably about it when the whole thing comes right. out. But like, I dug the trailer until Jared Leto showed up and, <laughs> and, and kind of like, you know, and took the wind out of it pretty much he, it literally ruined it right yeah like agreed. as soon as he as soon as he popped up like it would have been one thing if he would have just like been like hey batman or yeah. something like that you know yeah so he kind of brings he kind of brings down the whole thing when he shows up so like if he would have just been like hey batman you know i i, I think we would have been okay but then he's like we live in a society yeah he started talking (laughs) yeah and then i just lost a lot of interest for for just just real quick you know but i was like you know what like it's a lot of extra content i guess we're gonna get with this movie it's rated r 
yeah um, on top of that so i definitely want to see what's up with that rating and what they're going right. to include in there that is gonna warrant that kind of rating because the pg-13 you can get away with a lot of shit and we and we've spoken about ratings before so i'm just curious as to what it is that they're pushing in there um yeah it, uh dark side looked a little clunky he did uh, right yeah like he walked like he had like to, he, it, it was like he was holding his shit in or something. Yeah. Like it, like, it, so yes. I'm hoping that's like, you know, before the end of that post-production thing. But it's very close to release, so who knows? Yeah, that's the thing where it's like, there's got to be a point to this, right? Like, So I'm just like, what is the point? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what do you like? That's what I'm just like. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Warner Brothers has, uh, a, well, not Warner Brothers, but Snyder has come out to say, like, publicly that Warner Brothers has said that they have no interest in making any more, you know, Snyderverse, mm-hmm. like, DC mm-hmm. movies at all. So anything mm-hmm. is, like, any other Snyder ideas is out of the question. This was just, that's, like, a one-off, probably because stupid. they had some extra money, and they kind of yeah. owed it to him, you know, um, because he did bring in money, like, whether the people enjoyed the movies thoroughly or not. You know, he did That's bring true. in a bunch of fucking, you know, change for that fucking, uh, for that studio. And he, you know, and we're still reaping the benefits of that, you know, with the new fucking Wonder Woman that just came out. And then they have all this other DC stuff in the works. This Aquaman 2, Aquaman yeah. for one was successful and got mad money. So, you know, so they kind of owe him a little bit because he was the one that started this whole shit for them. So they were like, yeah. you know what? we owe you a little bit so you know just finish the shit we have all this footage here that you can compile together and and kind of make sense of everything but you know yeah, but like you know yeah. whatever we'll talk about more of that when that shit shows up but the joker was a, a definitely a bummer yeah that's i think the the point of all this is like the newest trailer wasn't the best trailer which is weird right because it's like it shows us more of the new stuff but at the same time i'm like <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um yeah i've been leto again he's I, he's reaching is, for sure yeah he's, he's I, reaching too much i agree so uh moving on from that uh HBO Max also dropped a trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie. Mortal is coming in April. Kombat! <laughs> so that trailer has a has like a remix of that at the end. Yeah, at the end I heard it. Slow, but at the same time, like don't slow it down. Like just honestly, they especially, should have just put the old one in there. Especially <laughs> If you're even going to think about bringing that back, right? right? Because because that was part of that 90s flair, you know? Yes. That 90s like gimmick. That yes. the whole song itself is so 90s. Even if even if you hear it these days, just the electronics used is like an orbital 90s kind of vibe and stuff. So, um, even the even the soundtrack, it was full of like 90s metal and 90s electronica. Um, yes. So it's a very '90s thing, and if they were gonna bring it back, they should have just fucking brought it back before. I was fucking, you know, I, well, you know what? I was waiting for it too. I was I, definitely Jonesy for it. I'm like, I'm like, please give me the Mortal Kombat. I was, yes, I flip out, but they kind of went a little serious with everything, you know. And, that's kind yeah. of a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, right? Because like, yeah. like I same thing here, Otero. I was waiting for the title card and to hear someone go Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Instead, we got that slowed down remix of it, and you're right. Like, 
it's getting a little serious. I don't know if it's too serious, like, but at the same time, we're getting fatalities. So I don't know. And what, Goro's what, in what, it. Fucking yeah. Goro's in this shit. I didn't think he. I I honestly didn't think they'd sneak him in there, especially the way the vibe was going. But then right. they started showing like like a bunch of quick cuts of a bunch of things, and then you see Goro jumping from the somewhere in the air and shit. And you're like, oh, all right, this shit. You know what? Like, it, it looks like a lot of fun though. It it, it does looks like because, fun because if it if it is serious, I hope the fights are good, which which it probably will be because it's got um it's got a lot of like martial arts people in it. I think uh, Sub Zero is played by I forget his name. It's Joe something Joe Talum. I think that's his name. But it, so remember, do you ever see the raid? Of course. Yeah. So he was the cop. He was the the one cop fighting back. Uh, oh yeah. He, yeah, so he's Sub Zero, nice. Joe Talum. Yeah, and he or Taslim. I fuck. I'm fucking up his name, but he's great. Uh, you got um, also. By got, the way, he was uh, just a quick side note. He was very underused in um, Star Wars: uh, A Force Awakens. Yes. Like I, yes. when I heard he was gonna be in it, I was like, "Oh shit, dope! He's gonna be some kind of one-on-one action kind of shit." And they totally like just wasted because it, uh, like he was in it as well with the other dude that was in the raid, that rabid yes. dog, other fucking yeah. like yeah, side boss dog. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So I, I was excited about it. I was like, oh, snap. You know, Star Wars is going to get a little crazy over here. And, and pff, nothing. It was that <laughs> stupid Han Solo scene when that, sh- that he shows up. But, um, you know. Yeah, Star Wars better give us like a martial arts show someday. Cuz like I feel like it's right there, right? Like like mystical force shenanigans shit and martial arts just kind of makes sense. Like you, you like You know what? You know what's funny though, man? Like I'm a big Star Wars fan and I've never ever seen them use like huh. martial arts in a way like, you know, just maybe that one guy from uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. But uh, other than that, like, there is no, like, sensei kind of thing going on in there. It's all about kind of just straight up war, <laughs> you know? You, it's weird, right? Because you figure they're like wizard samurai. So it's like, why wouldn't you, like, have, like, a wizard martial artist, you know? Like, yeah, but you see, there you go. I guess they're not samurai, right? They're yeah, just swordsmen, like knights, you know, like legit. Yeah. They're like knights in armor, you know. There we go. Like that's what Jedi it is, knights, then. right? Yes. Well, give us Jedi samurai, then do it. <laughs> but yeah, but back to Mortal Kombat, though. Oh, it's, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exciting to hear that a Sub Zero is that dude because he was a big part of that trailer. Yes, uh, Sub Zero. I, I forget who else is notable in it. Scorpion's um, there as well, yeah, right? You got no, Goro. There's, there's no Johnny Cage, which is weird. Unless, unless like the new guy, the new guy's like name like something Kane or something. Yeah, I don't know who that kid is. Yeah, I thought um, it was Luke Kang, but it's not. Yeah, there because is a Luke Kang. Kang. Yeah, there is a Luke Kang. Raiden's in it. Um, Kung Lao's in it, right? Kung Lao, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Jax, uh, of course. Sonia. Uh, Sonia Molina, the one with the teeth, is in oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kano's in it, right? Oh yeah, Kano. Um, with the uh, eye shit. We still need, like, I think reptiles in it. I think that's what, like, there's a thing jumping down. I, yeah, I'm Shang Tsung sure. is in it, too, I think, too, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You got to have Shang Tsung for, like, a Mortal Kombat And Shao movie. Kahn, I think, too, is in it? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Just, like, as in... A bunch of I, them. Like, what do you... I, like... 
Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Do do? I don't know. Like, there's, I'm, trust me, what are you say, Wavelength? Because I'm like, what, like, what kind of story are they going to tell? Yeah. You know, like, I don't see a tournament happening. Um, is it like some kind of underground gang shit? Like, I have no fucking clue. But as long as you give me these fights and shit and these fatalities and not such a long winded movie, I'm down. You know, that's going to be the thing, right? Because it's like, it's taking itself seriously, which is fine, because Mortal Kombat does that, and it gets away with it, because, you know, because the goofy shit is the, is the, is the animalities, and babalities, because and death, and blood, and, and gore, yeah, you yeah. know, so yeah, seriousness should be there. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, like, that, that first one was so successful, just because it, it tapped into that, that goofy shit, so it's like, what do you... What is this one going to do? You're right. I have the same same question in my head. Like, I'm excited because it's like, why not? You know, also, it's like, why not get a Mortal Kombat movie? Let's get some cool blood. Let's get the... As soon as I saw Sub-Zero freezing the blood and using it as a dagger, I was yeah, like, Yeah, okay, that was yeah. pretty awesome. I was like, okay, That was pretty good. fucking sweet. I definitely dug that. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause, because Sub-Zero is such a big part of this trailer, I'm wondering if it's like a Sub-Zero-centric story, which is weird because you would never think it would be that. Except, which is which is also weird because he had his, he's the only one that ever had his own video game out of like yes. all the Mortal Kombat people. I remember yes. playing that game too. It was like, a, a, like an adventure game. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I get it because Sub-Zero and Scorpion are like, they're the Ryu and Ken. So it's yeah. like, yeah, they yeah, would legit. they would be the leaders of the movie. So Liu Kang, you know, because it's like because they have the story. They do have the story. So, you know, um, I mean, HBO Max, here we go. You know, Woo! And another- <laughs> content, content, yeah. content, I mean, content. Speaking of uh, Warner Brothers is um, they're expanding your thing with J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams, you know, he's working on like Justice League Dark for HBO Max. Uh I don't remember if he's working on the Green Lantern or someone. I I feel like he it's is. It's one of those. Shit. I think it yeah. is a Lantern. Yeah. He's working on something else, but like the one that just got announced was uh, they're working on a Constantine reboot. So um, I, I dig do, that. Yeah, how I do you feel it. about like Constantine in general? Like, what did you think of that movie? Okay, so first, first and foremost, I was I was very very big big into comic books when i was younger you know into all the vertigo shit um so i was a huge fan of hellblazer i think i've said it before in one of the episodes of the past i was a big fan of hellblazer um i was a fan of the keanu reeves constantine movie as well mm-hmm. um i yeah as some things were off in terms of details and stuff like that but it was an entertaining movie um the show they had on tv was pretty decent as well I thought the guy did a good job um, of playing Constantine. So I dig a Constantine and his fucking flair. Um, and I d- love the Justice League Dark movies that they got going with him, especially the one with Apocalypse, um, the sequel for that, where he's like pretty much the primary character in that movie. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Constantine. I was reading uh, that in the reboot, though, they want to make him a younger version of Constantine. And yeah. a more diverse version as well of Constantine. Yes. So um, I'm down with that too because this character doesn't really need color. I, I think uh, um, any color would actually make the character a bit more interesting because with color comes other kind of you know 
um, ethnic kind of um, tropes and cultures and all the and all that backstory stuff that you know, like like if he's black, you can do a voodoo stuff like in it. You know what I mean? If he's a uh, um, Asian, there's a tons of like Asian um, like lore yeah. from like back in the day. Um, if he's like yes. what? If he's Mexican, they can do a fucking you know brujeria kind of shit. You know? Yeah. But like you know, it's uh, it's interesting because this character lives in a world where color doesn't really matter um mm-hmm. and he hangs out with all it, it, he hangs out with all kinds of fucking weirdos so it's um it's cool th- that they're going that route it's smart you know because it's one of the it's one of the dc characters where changing the color isn't going to be like oh my god this is going to be crazy you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, because we've we've already had Keanu Reeves, who is Asian, so we, but they didn't get to play with any of that. They, he was yeah. just a straight like Constantine, and we've had one on TV with Matt Ryan, who's he's been an excellent Constantine. Yeah, um, agreed. He from the show, and then especially in Legends of Tomorrow, he was great in that. So I heard, like, yeah. Yeah, so they could keep him going and they could keep this HBO Max one going, like no problem. There's two different audiences. You know what I mean? And and you could even have them cross over because it's a multiverse now. Who cares? You know, but um, so I was looking it up at what they want uh, also with J.J. Uh, Abrams. So he's also I forgot the other one, but he was looking he's working on Overlook, which is inspired by The Shining. So that's another one he's got cooking up. Oh, so, you know. OK. Y- um, yeah. Right. I don't like, need more uh, of that, but OK. Yeah. <laughs> like we had Dr. Sleep, J.J. Abrams. I don't know what else you're trying to prove with that. Maybe they're just going to do other guests like focus on the actual hotel itself, probably, you know. Right. Right. That's that's a cliche thing to do, honestly. And blah, to be honest with you about that. <laughs> it, yeah. Whatever. Um, but so, yeah, but good for J.J. to get that money. Go get that money. Just make the content and pump it out for us, dude. Um, you know, I'm down for it. Speaking of uh, new stuff, uh, we have uh, a new paranormal activity on the way. So it's it's number seven, but it's also a reboot. So, um, but this one, Arthur, which we've talked about in the past, uh, it's going to be directed by Will Eubank and um, written by Christopher Landon. Christopher yeah. Landon, who we've talked about, has done like Happy Death Day, yes, Freaky, and Freaky, we, yep, yeah, like. So, and in that episode, if you uh, buddies could go back and listen to that, we did nothing but gush about it. So, like, that's exciting. And yeah. Eubank, Eubank just directed Underwater, which is another yeah. movie we praised. So, like, yeah, dude, like, um, I'm, you know, fuck it. Let's see. It, it, that's the kind of franchise that honestly needs a breath of fresh air. Um, yes. The concept is good, and it's a concept that you can kind of rework pretty much for any kind of character type or like family type or location because it's paranormal shit um i was reading on that article about that movie that they're going to also keep the same uh, found footage shit going so um it's going to be just like the original which is cool um i'm curious to see how they can bring back that feeling we had when we first uh, saw paranormal activity right that that viral yeah. feeling that like, yeah 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 um yes, it's that like early blair witch part one kind yes. of feeling you know um the, is this real yeah it, uh, yes, yes yeah so th- they're gonna have to do a heck of a job of trying to get that to feel like that because without it it'll just be another kind of 
paranormal movie, you know? And, you know. You know. Yes, you're right. Uh, I feel like being found footage gives it a better chance because, you know, they're not made that much anymore, right? Like, when was the last found footage thing we got, really? was. Uh, oh, man, it's been a bit. Um, yeah, right? It's It's been a few years, at least, since we've had something like a horror movie that's straight up found footage. Yeah, I can't and, even remember anything uh, in recent memory. Yeah, at least in the last 10 years or so, right? Like, it, it's it's been a minute. Like, the concept died out. So hopefully it can come back up. Or, you know, what do you do? do oh, wait. Like, do you do, like, host? Do you do, like, host and it's all, like... Oh, yeah, host was a, a found footage, a Jace kind of movie. Yes. But, yes. but host, like, you can't really do it like host anymore. Because that was... Like it did it, you know what I mean? It it's already done. did it. Yes, you know what I mean. That's true. So that's true. It, it took the concept that everybody was dying to take here during you know the the quarantine and the pandemic, and it, it kind of beat everyone to it. You know, it did the whole Zoom meeting paranormal thing. So that's done already. I hope it's not like that. I hope it's gonna be. I hope it's a combination of like you know of all those kind of movies of of mm-hmm. hosts of unfriended where you see like the story play out in in terms of like ring videos you know like how ring cameras work right ring video cameras and maybe some like some social media post stuff and uh like zoom calls it's gonna be probably a combination of all that shit especially now the, the fact that they're gonna like talk about all these different kind of cameras that were probably used because remember like they were using a security system camera feed yes. from the first one so now you have all these hd cameras now which you oh, get clear yeah. feeds out so now they they can take advantage of the fact that new technology will give them clear picture this like like night vision now will be like you know fucking a legit thing going on so they have their work cut out for them to be honest with you uh so it's um i i don't want to be in their shoes trying to you know I get this going properly, but let's see what happens because uh, what the director is the guy who, who did the marked ones or the writer is the one no, who's doing so who, who did the yeah, marked ones, right? The writer actually, he, Christopher Landon, uh, he's actually written like for the paranormal activity movies already. Like he, yeah, he directed the Mark ones, but like he also wrote like four, five, and six, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah, kinda but like you it's, know, it's like you know, there, he wasn't but... he he wasn't really working with much to begin with. Though he he was he had to You're follow right. a narrative already. So hopefully, yeah. um, uh, by creating his own narrative, he'll be able to spin yeah. this off into something that's watchable. You know, because like we've seen with the marked ones, and like we've seen with Happy Death Day and and Freaky, given a unique idea, he could you know and underwater we've seen is just a tight movie so yeah. i'm hoping like you know like give us a give us an 80 minute 90 movie movie and we're like we're set that's all you don't need that much for permanent activity that first one was what like 70 minutes or some shit like that yeah it was it's super short long. yeah it was short which is what i really appreciate about movies yeah because <laughs> come on like especially like a movie like that it can like you don't need to if you draw that shit out man it's gonna just lose all kind of luster and it and the tension that you do happen to build if you do build it successfully is gonna be dying down if you keep dragging the shit on so it when you are able to build tension you better make sure you can keep it up just like you know an invisible man you know um, yes. how the tension was just kind of thrown back at you over and over and over again kind of to remind you hey you know we're not done with you just yet you know so let's see what happens with that um that should be interesting but let's, you know let's see yeah that's coming I out mean, when like a 2022 or something 
Yes. And it, thankfully, it's, you know, it has a chance of coming out in theaters, unlike, you know, increasingly like Halloween Kills, right? Oh, my like, God, Tex, don't say it, Tex. Don't <laughs> fucking say it. If this thing gets pushed back, like, another you, fucking year, I'm going to lose my fucking collective shit. Yeah, right? I, I think at that point, we both said, if you're not going to release it in, like, this year, then don't release it at all, right? Like, it, it's... It's kind of like if if it doesn't hit in October, never release it. I, I think it's like it's a dead movie. I, I don't want to see it. I don't even want to think about it. It all ended with that first one, you know? Like, yeah, like honestly, <laughs> everything that came out last year should be coming out this fucking year no matter what. Yes. Like yes, what are yes. you thinking of holding on to a movie that you've already had there? Like, listen – You've lost what you've lost already. Try to make up whatever you can, but but yes. just release it. Like because word of mouth will keep you know like like as we've seen in the past, a word of mouth on a movie can keep it alive forever. You know. Yes. Um, like, so you know if, if this is a movie that is like that, which I am hoping it is, because of everything I've been hearing from the camp. You know, from everyone involved has been saying the movie's more violent. It's more has more tension. Um, it's just more in your face. It's just pretty much Empire Strikes Back coming into Haddonfield. You know, and I'm just glad. Um, one producer in general, Mr. John Carpenter himself, is uh is in in agreement with a lot of the you know. Us folks mm. who think that hey, this thing should be hitting you know VOD streaming as well as you know theatrical release as well. It's just it just makes sense. So I'm glad we have Carpenter on board with that idea of you know putting it out there on VOD. Um, and I was reading too that um, they were going to release it last year, but uh, the studio kind of was just waiting, 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 and they pulled the plug last minute on the movie. So they were actually about to release that shit, and they and they were like, you know what, let's push this back and and see what happens with this virus bullshit. But um, but yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm definitely hoping we get to finally see Halloween Kills, um, in October. Um, and we yeah, should. But, I don't see why we shouldn't. There should be no reason right. why we shouldn't. You're right. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, after all that, if it somehow still gets pushed back, don't ever release it. I never want to hear about it again. Like, it's never again. Like, it's it's dead to me. Shh. If it doesn't. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Shh. shh nope. Don't, 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 nope. don't, don't. I'm put it out. We'll put that energy out. It's an ultimatum. No, man. It's an ultimatum. It's you an know, ultimatum. Like, it's like it, you you either release it or never release it at all. Like, just, yeah, you're right, though. You're right. It's It has to be that way because it's not fair. It, you know? It isn't because it's like because what you – and they yeah, have they both of them too, because they have yes. kills and ends. They have both of the fucking movies. Don't get it twisted. Ends is already filmed. You know what I mean? <laughs> ends yeah. is already filmed because it was gonna come out this fucking year. Um, twenty twenty one. If anything, ends is the one that's not finished, put together. Like if anything, they have work to do on that one. But like, if anything, kills, yeah. But kills is done. Like kills is a done ass movie, and it's that's what I'm saying. If you don't release it this year, you have no excuse. I never want to hear about it ever again. Like it's it's dead to me. This trilogy, it started with that first one. Let's say 2018 Halloween was good and never nothing else ever again. <laughs> oh boy. But you know what? Like folks, uh that's the same thing that kind of happened to our uh, main attraction here for this evening. Yes. Um Saint Maud. It was a movie that was first it was filmed in back in 2018-2019. It did the yeah. you know the festival circuit in 2019 from what I was looking at and 
to think about that, it's a little crazy. You know what I mean? Because I remember you in particular, Tex, you, I think, were going to go see St. Maud at one point. Or it was either me who was going to go see it at one point I think it was, before. I think it was you at one of your festivals, right? Yeah. No, you know what? I think I was going to – yeah, I think I was going to go see it before um the – everything shut down you remember and yes, uh like right before like it like in in march or like early april before everything was like no you can't go to a theater it was still playing in manhattan you know in the city so i was about to go see it but then you know everything just fucking stopped so yes. technically it never got a proper release because everything just stopped and froze so they decided to re-release it with epics and and they put it out on epics on demand right yeah epics now or whatever their streaming thing is if you have cable you know, you have epics and if you don't it's it's available it's available digitally as well you know um but yeah like you're right it was a festival movie like it's uh i i think the director and star are like this is their first thing like I yeah think so this is like- uh director rose glass uh, this is her first theatrical um theatrical debut uh first mm-hmm. full-length feature and same for um the protagonist uh her name morfred or morfid clark uh apologies, I apologies I, if i if i ruined that name yeah like i think it's it, i think it's morfid right like it's like- morfid right m-o-r-f-y-d-d what an interesting yeah. name heck of a fucking first name like that that's, is. that's a cool horror actress it's pro- name it's like, probably legit. gaelic or like welsh or something you know what? That would it would fit like Shersha Ronan. You know, yeah, that's a good actress name. Like she's she's kind of like L from Bad Hair. Where I was like, oh, that's a good actress name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot her name. I know. Shout outs to her, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like Saint Maud, after you know, after a year of being delayed, that's another one that just kind of gave up. Like you said, like it was just like. Well, we got to put it out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know what? Like, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they actually put it fucking out there because um, first off, first and foremost, we have to say A24 is, is responsible for this vehicle. Um, yes. Uh, it's, um, it says epics, you know, in, in the beginning, but it is an A24 movie. And if it was released in theaters, it would have been an, an A24 film. You know, as A24 does, you know, it's another solid fucking movie, man. You know, that's the other thing, too, Arturo. Uh, we could, well, we could dig into it a bit, but um, so we do want to go full spoilers with St. Maud because it's kind of like, it's the kind of movie that you can't really talk about without spoiling that like the last few minutes so uh so just as a as a thing for the buddies to pause it and go check it out then come back and listen so um what do you think Arturo? is it a, a pay for it wait for it stay away from it no definitely pay for it um especially being that it's the first real horror movie we get in a long time that's mm-hmm. not because this movie was meant to be you know seen in theaters it wasn't meant to be seen in the home unlike a lot of the stuff we've been talking about recently that's just been directly been released on the on the streaming um vehicles mm-hmm. um but this one uh it definitely is a pay for it um especially for a horror fan i think uh they'll enjoy the movie um it's it's 84 minutes long, fucking super sweet fucking runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that you can just sneak it in there at any moment yeah. because it's not yeah. that long. Um, it, um, it's 
definitely it'll give you vibes of a24 you know past movies like it like it, it gave me vibes of the witch it gave me vibes of hereditary um and it it wasn't really like they weren't trying to copy the movies per se but right. uh they they used what was it's i can't really say it like that because it's not like they were copying j- just a copy yeah you know I mean? because yes. Th- yes the stuff worked in the context of the movie so it it just so happens that we've seen stuff like that before from a24 um in in different environments you know what i mean um and it's again it's it's used properly uh, i don't want to spoil it just yet because uh like i want to get into full spoilers after we give our you know our brief takes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, it's uh, it, it's definitely a pay for it. I enjoyed it. It's it's eighty four minutes. There's a bit there in the middle that kind of drags, and we'll uh, and we'll speak on that a little later. But it definitely from start to finish, it's an interesting movie that it will keep you in it because you want to know what the fuck is going on. Um, yes. it, it it takes you there, it takes you here, and then it ends up in a location where you're like, oh shit, I didn't see that happening. Um, so. I definitely recommend it. It's a it's it's a good movie. It's a good fucking movie. That's all I can really say. It's a good solid overall movie. Um, it's not great. Um, I've been seeing a lot of reviews out there that have been kind of it, it, they've been elevating the movie to a certain stature, and right. they just kind of like I get it. Everyone's excited because we're getting new movies. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, um, that's but that's, like that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Let's rein like, it back the, a little bit. Yes. It's, it's not the, invisible man we're seeing here, you know, it's, but uh, it's the first, like, it is. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's the first like solid movie we've gotten this year. So everyone's like, oh, my God, movie. Good. <laughs> so so I exactly it, it's exactly. the kind of it's the kind of festival movie where you go see it at a festival and then you come out going, whoa, can't wait till everybody yes. else sees this. 100%. You know? That's the same way, like, like, like when I've gone to, like, the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Horror Film Fest out here in New York and stuff. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, when people see that movie, you know, it's going to be surprising. Like, um, Daniel Dies at the End um, yes. is one of them. Uh, um, that was big in like in, in the festival stuff and then it came out in vod and they were like oh everybody's gotta see it i'm like oh that's i've seen that shit already you know what i mean <laughs> um but that's mod, exactly same is. mod yes. would be the same thing it would be one of the movies you're like oh shit yo i, I saw that months ago it was awesome right and now everybody can fucking witness it um but it is yes. that thing that oh, that we just said that because it's the first kind of new release it just feels big and and people are just kind of glad to have it out finally yeah just to you know to go full breakdown spoiler now folks all right just uh if you don't want the, yeah. the full spoilers you know we'll see you next time <laughs> you yeah, know no, no kidding like go pause you know then come back and hear what we got to go say, back and like- listen to the toe tags all right yeah. <laughs> and then we'll see you next week all right yeah, but um, yeah but yeah. But Saint but this Maud, movie is yes. um but say mod is uh it's horror it's, uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely it's horror. definitely horror it was yes it, it, you know what 
Now that you're saying that, it was a lot of little bits of horror here and there, you know, like yes. a lot of little bits of different horror, I mean, like sprinkled here and there. It had some body shit going on. It had some possession shit going on. You know, it had uh, some uh, a psychological shit going on. Um, yes. And it all kind of was just woven together very well to give you a very familiar kind of movie is what I'm looking for because like – you think you've seen something like this before but like at the end of everything you know you're like oh shit i haven't um that's the vibe i got a lot with that movie i'm not sure what you uh i agree because like with a24 we we've talked about we talked about them in the past i think a little bit but like you know they they're not always reliable these days we we've missed like we're out of that golden era of like everything coming out of that production studio is legit you know what i mean so like you know um yeah because because they've become a higher version of blumhouse where they have more good ones (laughs) than bad ones you know yeah Um, but uh, you're right though it is it it, they're the art house blumhouse like it's the it's the horror art house kind of adjacent thing but like you know, it's they're not always reliable these days, but you're right. It's mostly because the the quantity is is bigger. There's just more movies from them instead of like, yeah, you know, with Blumhouse, they Blumhouse started just licensing and producing everything. And so is A24. They're, they're doing all sorts of like. So this one, like those other A24 movies, it feels like a slow burn until you realize you've already sat there for like 80 minutes and you get to the end and you're like, oh, yeah. wow, like. I, that's why I'm like, I completely agree. Cause like the only thing is like, it feels like a slow burn. Cause it's, it's a character movie about, about this. Uh, I, oh, I forget her name. Cause I keep, I keep calling her Morphin. Cause Morphin's a cool ass name. You know what I mean? But Maud. Yeah. Morphin. So, yeah. But, but Maud, it's just, it's an exploration of Maud herself. And so you, you get that kind of thing and you're like, oh, okay. So it's like psychological thriller. Maybe she's like on edge. And so you kind of get that. You're like, oh, something's weird about her. Yeah. And then then you get the other horror stuff like the, you know, when she's hurting herself when she does like these little tests, like that's body horror stuff. Because it's like it's also kind of not gruesome isn't the word, but it's it's like, you know, where it's like it's still kind of like not icky, but still kind of makes you like cringe. I, yeah, I yeah, it's like watching Paul Benny and fucking um uh, in um Da Vinci Code uh, when yes. he played that fucking monk dude and he was whipping himself and shit and, and yes. they went in pretty detailed and uh, you know yes. and, and the self mutilation. That exact same shit. It's that self harm shit. It's self harm. It's funny because you thought I was is... gonna say Wandavision, right? And I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, we'll have that conversation down the line because you know there's a lot to say about that, which I haven't seen, but like you know, I, I did. Yeah, but um, it, say... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, it did have like a, a lot of this body horror stuff. Like uh, in particular, um, she burned herself pretty badly on a really fucking hot ass stove and then when that burn kind of um scabbed up and everything she was picking the scab and it was it was it was a crazy scene too because it was going back and forth with something i think she was walking around like the town or something at night or something and then it was going back and forth or picking the scab or or, or something like that but it was yes yeah yeah, but uh, it was it was very cool how it was done because it kept bringing you back and like and you never kind of got away from that moment and it was trying to 
I, I can't really explain it, but it's for sure something that when you see it, like your whole body is going to feel that fucking like the pick of the scab, you know? Yeah, it's it. the whole movie's kind of like that because it's like, uh, OK, so before we get into how it's like now we're going to start getting all film all tour kind of thing, because it's like I kind of want to talk about what it does. You know what I mean? Like in, in yeah. terms of like because the story's good, but I like a lot of the choices that the director makes. So um, agreed, so, agreed. Y- yeah, so Maud herself, she, you know, she's a live-in nurse who, you know, yeah. we, we, something happens in her past. We don't know what, but you find out well, in the movie that, like, yeah. So let's, yeah. you know what, but let's fill it in bit by bit. So but so in the past, um, what you eventually find out is that uh, she was giving CPR to a patient. It seems like it was yes. an older lady. Um, and she went so hardcore w- with that CPR that she caved in the breastplate of that old lady um and honestly i wish i would have seen that i would be fucking dope but but in the beginning of the movie that's the first shot you see is her just kind of defeated um her hands all bloody and you're like oh that's the cpr shit because her hands went right through her Mm -hmm. fucking chest you know um and it's um it's after you get that you understand the movie a little bit more and you understand the character and why specifically um, there's one character, Joy, who, you know, who stops Maud, right? Who, whose actual name is Katie. Um, yes. Stops her in the street because they went to the same nursing school together and she was just wondering, oh, hey, how you been? After what happened, we kind of lost track of you and what happened. And, and then she finds out she's a caretaker, you know? And she's like, wait yes. a minute, like, does that company know what happened, you know? Who are you working for that they kind of are still allowing you to do this, right? And and yes. this is why her name is Maude. She's going by a different identity completely, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's and, the thing. Yeah. It's, it's so... Uh, so because we follow Maud, who's so messed up herself, like she, that legitimately messes her up. It's such a trauma that like it kind of puts her in a whole different headspace, like the Maud headspace, basically. Like yeah. it, it turns her into like this devout person because she finds the first real thing, solid thing she can latch onto to like escape from the trauma she still remembers. You know, so it's like. She finds God in order to escape this fucking guilt and all this other shit. But no, so because she's so messed up, the movie's unreliable. Yeah, it's like, so. You don't know what account you're actually looking at. Are you looking at the account of what she is doing or the account of what a spectator is looking at her do? You know what I mean? Is it like, oh, this is actually, like, this is a third. Yeah, you're right. Like, is this what we're seeing? What's really happening? Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of like, uh, to go back to, uh, to how the story is structured, like you were saying where it's like in the beginning you get, you basically get the movie out of order, but in order. So it's like, you get a lot of flashbacks filling in like gaps, but at the same time you get reminded of where you are in like the current time. But then, you know, she's also unreliable. So like you were saying where it's, are we the spectator or are we looking through her point of view? Yeah. Yeah. So so Maude is um, gets uh, put in charge to take care of uh, this woman Amanda who's mm-hmm. dying of cancer, right? Um, and she eventually, you know, they befriend each other. But the 
line of reality is drawn so much that even in within the movie itself that is ridiculous so remember that scene where when Maud was supposedly feeling you know god through her and stuff right and yes. then uh, amanda apparently was feeling him too apparently the whole time it was all bullshit you know yes. which is which down the line you know amanda confesses like listen i was just doing that because you know i just didn't she, kind of just wanted to have fun with you kind of yeah she to straight go to up flow, said you know? she straight up said like i'm dying and this was fun yeah this, like she was bored yeah. and it's like so what does she have to lose right? exactly so, so like uh, amanda seeing maud go through all those kind of like little micro orgasms and stuff like that um it was just she even was like you know what this that's fucking weird but fuck it you know i'm dying <laughs> yolo you know let me just play around with her and um and then you see how the mod character kind of becomes this little savior as amanda puts when you know she even wants to take a bit more control of amanda after she thinks god you know finally touched her you know um and this is when things kind of go downward spiral for mod um because she goes on to tell like amanda's lover hey kind of leave her alone she's going through healing and she doesn't need all this drama and blah 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 so you know um uh, mod thinks that everything went down without a hitch and that um Amanda uh, and her and her lover finally broke up and everything. Then it turns out that the whole time Amanda knew everything and then just calls out Maud at this party and totally kind of rips her a new one and insults her, you know, religious, you know, beliefs and all this shit. And that turns Maud into this very what Maud actually is as a person. You know, this is when you see Katie and, and, and the person that Katie is now. Um, yes. And how broken she is as a person. But this is also when the movie kind of feels a little bit long. Um, there's a very drawn out section of the movie where Katie yes. um, it, it is all like dressed up. But for a second, I had no idea what she was like for a sec. I was like, oh, that's yeah. the same person. Right. That's ta- <laughs> it, that, that ties back into what I was saying where it's like it's there are flashbacks in between the real time stuff. So yeah. it's like it, it, that's that's part of what it was, that unreliable stuff. And. And like you said, it doesn't always work because it does hit that dragging point. But then then it all comes back together once you get out of that dragging point. We didn't recognize yeah. her. And she's acting completely different, too. Yeah, like, she's uh, acting completely different. Like she, you know, is out in a bar. She's drinking a beer by herself. She's, she's obviously not expecting anyone. She flirts with one guy. She ends up giving him a hand job in the bathroom. Yes. Right. She, she comes out, tries to flirt with another group. Is acting a little crazy for that group where she just starts out, outright laughing at them. And they're like, yo, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not messing like, with her. Yeah, <laughs> and like then this she other was, fucking guy shows up. Yeah. Like she, you know, then she ends up going home with this other guy. But then where it gets wild, too, where it's like she, you know, she's on top of him. And, you know, then suddenly he starts bleeding from his mouth. And you're like, oh shit! Did she break his ribs? You know. Yeah, like, because she's having a flashback to that CPR, yes. um, a memory in her mind when she's given this old lady CPR, and she's like, you know, she's on top of this dude riding this fucking big fat dude, right? And like, <laughs> and pretty much she has her hands on his chest, and the whole time she's in her head 
thinking about that CPR moment, and she and she thinks she's doing the CPR motion as well to, to the guy. Um, in her head, she thinks she's she's doing CPR, and her hands go through his chest, right? Uh, yes. Which is a gnarly, quick little scene you get there, which is which is like, oh my god, what happened there? But then you quickly <laughs> see that it was just kind of her freaking out, you know. Um, and the, pretty much after that. She goes home and she's like, you know, what, like, what, what's going on, God? You know, why have I fallen so far? Yes. And blah, yes. blah, blah. And this is when the and witch kicks in, right? Yeah, this is where the movie <laughs> takes. So this is where the movie takes a swerve that I legitimately super enjoyed. I was all yeah. 100% in because like you're like we did with the, the bitch. The bitch is good because that swerve actually succeeds. She's like, hell yeah, I want to live yes. deliciously. You know what I mean? So <laughs> deliciously, give me that deliciousness. Yeah, so the twist you know? works because she says yes. You know, and here it's the same thing where it, you're right, where it turns into the witch, where she starts facing the camera, and you hear a voice in Welsh. I think that's what the subtitle say it was. Um, According yeah, to the captions, yeah, yeah it's in so Welsh. We're just gonna go with that for now, but it sounds like. God is talking to her. It's like this off voice off screen. And then you suddenly see like, oh, um, what does it start saying? But it's like the time. Basically, the time is now kind of thing. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty much is saying like you've been like, uh, you know, loyal this yes. whole time and I'm proud of you. And uh, now is the time to really show me how loyal you kind of, you know, like how loyal you are. Um, and, you know, she's been looking for a sign yes. the entire time. As to like, you know, because uh, when Amanda asked her, like, at one point, does he listen? You know, d- does he actually talk back to you? You know, so so uh, she's been looking for um, a physical sign that, you know, this God that she believes in is present in her life. And, and the scene pretty much kind of acts like a sort of possession yes. scene. So after she talks to this god person and we don't know whether it was god oh yeah that's the other thing too we, we it could really be know, a demon yeah. right we don't we yeah. don't really know um because she's very vulnerable and we know demons prey on the vulnerability of yes. people like that but uh after she talks to this thing um she kind of just gets possessed right um she fucking even levitates and everything her joints start moving in all places she looks like a train of busan it, zombie it's a cool um, like, like you know it's a for cool a little bit. possession scene um Remember, uh, yeah. I think Emily Rose, I think, was the one that also had, like, cool body stuff like that. Yes. It, it gave me. Yes. It, yeah. That's my favorite, too. That's it, one of my favorite yeah. ones. That's I also. Yeah. I also recommend that one. Definitely go see that one if you haven't seen it. Uh, Exorcism Emily Rose. Yeah, but sure. in there, her body contorts. And it kind of you kind of get that same shit here. But you don't get a lot of like it doesn't go full blown contortion, but you know you get the mimics of the joints kind of going back and forth. So you get those weird little movements, but nothing crazy. Like you get the foamy mouth thing too, which is kind yeah, of weird like, too. But, uh, um, but then you get the levitation yes, part. As there's well. enough of it, but not enough to like break the world of the movie. So it's like I get it because it's like oh, it's like this is more down to earth kind of setting already, you know. We don't know if it's this is like a demon demon or could be God. And then so moving on from that. So she starts she uh, she starts testing herself in ways like the the scab thing that you were talking about. Or then so she puts nails in her shoes. That's such a good scene, too, because it's like, yeah, yeah. She puts uh, so she cuts out a picture of yeah. a saint and she puts uh, I think it was at least five to six nails through this picture. She puts it in the in the sole of her of her shoe. 
of her converse right where you step and right where all the weight yes. goes pretty much and she just walks around in those fucking shoes all day in terrible terrible fucking pain and agony because this is what this is what her god wants and so she's like okay this is what's going on because she realized hey he is speaking to me when i'm usually at my most hurt at my most yeah. painful you know so that's that's that mentality like oh when I'm causing pain or I'm in pain is when I see these signs happening. Yes. You know what I mean? So she does that. And uh, there's a weird scene too. There's a couple of odd things that happen in this movie in terms of what is actually happening. So in one instance earlier when she's like washing dishes and she gets kind of this micro orgasm, you see her eye like bulge out, which I was like, wait, did that really kind of happen? Which is a very like demonic thing that I've seen in like in a lot of possession (laughs) movies. And also another thing I've seen is the two different eye color thing. So there's a, a, a moment in time in the apartment where she's looking out the window and like it's a clear you know shot of her face and the, the eyes are different colors but uh, so you get that and so you kind of are on this trail of like okay cool she's possessed by yeah. something this all leads us to the final act of the movie where you know she's all dressed up in a fucking bed sheet wearing her rosary around her neck and she she you know pretty much breaks into Amanda's house after the caretaker leaves and and like just starts kind of praying to amanda and talking to her and then this is where like amanda kind of tells her that hey you know your god's fake and there was nobody ever talking to you there and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and and this and then she turns amanda's character turns into what we think to seem is a demon um and she she becomes possessed essentially yes yeah yeah like like pretty much giving you the optics like oh you know, Maud was getting controlled the entire time by this demon who was manipulating her, you know? Right. Um, and so Maud grabs the scissor and starts wailing on the body of Amanda, which then turns out to be just, you know, this sick woman on her deathbed uh, with well, a fucking pair of scissors. We we don't know that yet. So that's, that's the brilliant part. Because, yes, you know, yeah. when, when it looks like she's a demon, you're like, oh, shit. So this is all gods and demons and shit like we've been seeing. But the yeah, you know, exactly. Because before, like, and so after this, after this, she sprouts wings. She sees like these golden pair of wings, and you're like, oh, like I, I was all in. I was 100 percent in. Because honestly, if the movie ended, so she starts walking out to the beach. She starts walking out, and then um, you know, you see the wings go up, and she's on the beach. And then she, or no, yeah. So she's on the beach. She starts pouring gasoline on herself. And so then you you catch the glimpse of people going, yo, what's going on? What is she doing? And some of, oh, like, they're like, oh shit, she's going to set herself on fire. Yeah, they're like, stop her. Somebody stop her. (laughs) Yeah. So she sets herself on fire. You see, like, the giant wings go up again. You see her glow. You see everybody start to, like, fall on their knees. Like, oh shit, like, she's actually from heaven and all that shit. Final second of the movie, Arturo. Legit. She's fucking, yep. Legit one second of fucking, like, it's like half a second or two seconds of footage, maybe. 
she's she's burning alive like it and then you're it like it shows you the true reality of the yes, movie right it, there you know yes, you're that right. yeah that she was crazy and and she just set herself on fire yes um yeah yeah she's self-emulated um oh, i so wish that I, I would that scene went on for a little for a little longer that's that's you know? the only part where it's like give us two seconds instead of one second you know like, yeah dude it, it reminded me a lot of that scene in hereditary where the husband just bursts into flame because of the of the journal of the book that went in, into the fire yes oh my god dude like the ending was really good it was a really good ending um it reminds me a lot of this movie called excision okay. um it's available on amazon if you if y'all want to check it out it's one of my favorites it has that same kind of vibe where the ending is just like oh wait a minute what the fuck just happened it uh it reminds me a lot of of those movies because of just like that abrupt end, like oh shit like what happened you know like in the witch like you know you, you have her fucking flying with mm-hmm. the witches you know in hereditary you have the fucking paimon scene in the fucking treehouse you know what i mean yes um yes. like you have these this imagery in in, in midsummer you know like right at the end like you have all the all those all that imagery you know what i mean so this reminded me of one of those movies where um the culmination at the end was worth it you know it's like oh shit like everything led up to this point where they give you this very short glimpse of what exactly is going on in this world yeah you know and i just kind of wish you kept me there for at least another two or three seconds as she just fucking burnt alive yeah like um, let, it, let and, it sink yeah. in right like let like, yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, because it was so abrupt that you're like, oh man, I needed to see more of that, you know? Yeah, like it's it's so abrupt. It's it's got that shocking cool factor, like legit. Or after I saw it, I I think I texted you. I was like, yo, you have to let me know when you see yeah. it, because because it's that kind of ending, like legit. It's honestly, it's it's gonna be perfect on streaming. Like, I legit think it's going to find its audience, maybe not with epics, but like, you know, like it's it's going to find people because like legit, it's that last scene where you have to be like, yo, check this shit out. Like you have to. And it's it's 80 minutes, right? Like it's such like a quick little thing. And it puts the rest of the movie in retrospect. Like it puts the better in context, right? Like I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like um, I'm glad the movie turned out the way it was um uh so originally the director had scripted this movie to be more of like a misery kind of movie you know Mm. where she was uh where she held like amanda down in a bed and she tied her up and she was just you know torturing her like over and over again right um so that was the original movie you know what i mean um but then uh, the director decided to kind of figure out why um mod was doing all of this you know what i mean like why mod was so afflicted like this and why she was so into this god and why this and why that and this leads to what we got now you know yeah. because um she decided to delve deeper into the psyche of this person like yo she got f- that incident with the cpr stuff like that fucked her up like like i still want to know what was in her head like that she had to just completely you know push down on that fucking cavity dude that's That's some wild shit dude wild wild fucking shit and that tells you beforehand she was already kind of like to to even have that thought process of going so hard like because like the result of what happened is already enough to be like yo that'll fuck somebody up 
but the fact that she had to get there in the first place, you know, it's like, that tells you already that she's, she's too intense about things. And like, it tells you that she's like, something's, something's off, like something's legit, yeah. not clicking. And then it, like it puts everything in retrospect even more because then then that vision of herself goes into like this religious fucking extremism. You know, it goes into that zealotry that like it, that's what makes it horror. You know, that that religious horror of people so devout to do these yeah. wild to do these wild things. Like then it puts the movie in that con- in that context too, where she's like she's become a murderer because of it. She's become like a like she's killed herself because of that, that kind of shit yo like I, like i'm surprised she didn't kill that dude in the fucking bar i thought she was gonna kill that guy that, but she just gave him a hand yeah. job <laughs> that's the only like that's the only thing because it's 84 minutes and it's not longer in the places it, it could be but then i also get it where i'm like i get it you wanted to do this thing you set out to do it and it's successful but yeah you know, agreed me but i would i would also want another kill i wouldn't mind seeing like a like there's not enough of that either like this religious devout killer you know we don't get a lot of yeah that. yeah agreed because like a lot of warriors what you get God, is actually you know? her killing amanda who's already on her deathbed so technically amanda was gonna die anyway yeah um so it's not really like you're taking somebody away from this uh you know from this earth this person was already gone and then she killed herself i thought she was gonna kill carol was that her name like you know the lover and i thought for sure she was gonna kill her i that thought that's happen. yeah that's the other thing where it's like the 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 ending's really like that last 10 minutes it's so fast in terms like compared to the rest of the movie you know because she she goes she goes from full angel like she goes from full transformation basically to like to the ending from yeah it it, i think it is like 10 minutes like i think we don't get enough of her becoming a, a a vehicle for all this shit like and we don't get enough of the possession basically but you know but i get it but at the same time i get it you wanted to tell this and the ending works because it's also 84 minutes. I feel like if we sat through a two hour movie and then you get the one second of her being on fire, like this is the real shit, then you'd be like, oh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right on that point. It's true. But I wish we got a little bit more with that emulation scene at the end because yeah, that would have would let it, let it that really in. like that all that little scene alone was just enough to like fucking shock your senses right there at the end um because of just the reality she lived in like she, she thought she was this fucking angel but she was just setting herself on fire you know and um it's and funny because yeah, none of that shit was she real. was cutting out like, those pictures remember mm-hmm. um and that book that, that amanda gave her and there was a picture of like this angel on fire oh, and um you know there that's we go. her right fucking we none of that was real so you know i what do you think of that like before as as a send-off to this movie you know full spoilers and everything how do, how do you feel like with the reveal that it wasn't real like how did, does it change the movie at all for you does it like you know does it well well not really because it we know from the title of the movie it was going to be dealing with one person you know mm-hmm. um like when we when we first heard about sa mod and saw the movie poster we didn't think it was going to be this central you know what i mean it wasn't like a story that i thought was going to be just about 
boom, this one person and this little universe. Um, but I, I dug it, man. I like the fact that it was, um, it was small in scope like that, you know, right? That it wasn't like a serial killer kind of, you know, like religious person. That's cool and shit, you know. What I mean, trust me, I, I like I I enjoy that shit too. But I think having this like the study of this person, mm-hmm. um, and how she gets to that point is actually very interesting. And like I like those journeys. That, like I, I like to see how this person just kind of breaks. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it makes it more fun, um, and uh, it's um, it's a testament to the writing and the director as well to mm-hmm. keep everything in such a flow that you're able to understand properly um how this woman's mind is breaking throughout the movie you know yes um, yes and uh so kudos to the movie i highly recommend it it's not an in your face kind of movie it is a slow burn but it's a short burn on top of that so mm. um i definitely would say go f- find a way to watch it because we're not getting anything horror like for a while so i would definitely uh uh, seek it out yeah honestly and even knowing the ending like i think it still doesn't it's like it doesn't make it a bad movie like knowing that you know it's because it's it is compelling to see how she breaks down it it is a good no it's it's the appropriate ending too you know because this whole time you know, her mind was broken when she killed that person in nursing school. Yeah. You know, we don't know what else she was doing after that happened. Uh, when Joy met up with her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the, you know, in the streets. And, you know, we just know that she's been a caretaker, but we don't know what happened after that incident. What kind of like time she spent in depression? What kind of like trauma did she like, like eventually have or show? Um, so we don't know what happened to this person. So you get this kind of already half broken person who you don't know exactly what is going to be a tipping point, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you go through this experience, it's more of a kind of a satisfaction at the end. Cause you look, cause you're like, you know what? This is what she wanted. Like, this is what her journey is for. You know, mm-hmm. she thinks that this is, she dies happy. You know, so like in her world, this is all fucking normal. And this is what is just is, you know, so it's cool seeing that kind of play on um on character. You know, like I really like when people break down killers and people break down these crazy, you know, psychos pretty much when that stuff is broken down. Yeah. And you're able to explain how this person broke and what the tipping point was, um, especially if you do it in 84 minutes. I think that's a success. <laughs> yeah. You know, period. Yeah. Shout out like uh, Rose Glass, right? So you know, we'll, we'll yeah, see Rose Glass. Uh, hey man, hey, you you got the A twenty four brand now, so yeah, I, I want to um, see what you got. Uh, works. We're gonna be expecting good things from you now, Rose. Yeah. Um, so please don't disappoint, <laughs> um, and keep on bringing the original stuff. You know, yeah. Like yeah, we, like we saw like a lot of the stuff in the movie looked familiar. But shit, it was an original story with a really good ending. And with that said, man, um, there have been a lot of things I've been watching recently. Um, I've been uh, getting more into um, a lot of like true crime shit. You know, <laughs> like last week I got in. Like yeah, last, last week, week I told you guys I was into the Night Stalker shit, right? Right. Right. And then like this week, um, I started watching the 
the Hotel Cecil shit on Netflix. Yeah, that's the other one. About they did. that spooky so- hotel. Yeah, yeah, spooky hotels, some shit like that. Uh, and the disappearance of that of that girl, um, Lisa Lamb or whatever her name is, with that spooky yeah. elevator video and shit, dude. Right. Spooky shit, motherfucker. Spooky shit. And you know what's wild too? Like because I've been like listening to a lot of true crime stuff, you know, mm-hmm. j- just for you know writing stuff and inspiration purposes and and all that shit, right? Like. Right. Dude, the fucking the monsters that this world has produced don't come like are just ridiculous. The Hollywood monsters, like we think, are these badass people, don't come even close to sniffing yeah. like the hairs, like yeah, on dude. the asses of yeah. these fucking monsters real, in the real world, dude. That's real world evil, like real evil, like real dude. evil is is like that's dark shit. Like there's that's dark fucking shit that's man. like that's so, rated x shit like it's shit that movies can't do you know it's shit like you can't you can't do it like <laughs> you, you, yeah dude like you just exactly you just can't do it you just like, can't do like it in a movie dude. the closest like the, the closest movies have come that have been mainstream now i'm gonna talk about serbian film and all this stupid shit i'm yeah. like, like mainstream like silence of the lambs seven right like those two movies i can think of off the top of my head have come close to what like evil people really do you know yeah and um like there's a there's a wild like just amount of content on netflix about true crime and (laughs) that's my recommendation for this week just go 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 out there and see uh, like just see what kind of evil this world's produced it'll make you a more um aware person like like it'll just not make you more paranoid but just make you more aware of like hey just because somebody looks like a normal piece of shit it doesn't mean they are a normal piece of shit your neighbor looks nice but that doesn't mean he's fucking nice you know so it's it's just wild it's wild it's wild wild go check out some true crime stuff on netflix if you want to be more learned about your evil environment and society and then for sure, please go check out St. Maud. Um, it's the best thing on TV these days. It's been a long time since we had a fucking new horror release out there that we can actually talk about. Um, and it's just a good overall fucking movie, guys. All right. We have a lot of stuff coming our way. As we talked about, Mortal Kombat's coming our way. We have fucking Justice League coming our way. So we're getting content. We're getting new movies out there. Hopefully, Hollywood does the right thing um, in terms of the other horror movies that aren't in the Warner Brothers, uh, you know, catalog. Mm-hmm. And we get to see Spiral and Candyman. And uh, I know we're getting Quiet Place 2 down the line. Um, we're getting Antlers as well down the line. These movies I all should have fucking seen already. All right. I, I hope we get them this year. So um, thanks for uh, checking us out this week. And uh, once again, big thanks to Del Virus for the artwork. Big thanks to Big Glenn. Uh, for the music, check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh, check out our SoundCloud, check out our Apple iTunes, leave a review, leave some stars, all right? It's cool if you leave a couple stars, that'd be dope. Um, and again, it's a scary world out there, um, but we're here to walk you through it. 